Welcome to episode three of Straight Talk, the show where we talk about what the others will not. Thank you for joining us, friends, and we got a good episode today. Going to talk a little bit about the uh, weather yesterday, the weather this uh, beginning of the weekend here that started on Friday and lasted into Saturday. If you were in the East Coast, it definitely hit you. We're going to talk about the uh, tragedy of the van bus, the COVID vaccine, government shutdown, what is happening to our country, and men stepping it up. Because you know we talk about a lot of news, sports, and all that. And then speaking of sports, we will be talking about, uh, of course, some more about wrestling, WWE and their releases, and AEW and their craziness, and the Jets, and what's happening with them. And uh, good old Joe Namath over there insulting the Jets there. He can't let go, can he? So, as I was saying, we're going to talk about the weather that hit us. I mean, we were told by the weathermen on the news and everything like that that it was going to be pretty bad, but I don't think anybody expected it the way it was going to be, the way it was. Actually, and uh, I actually left work Friday at some must at uh, the height of the storm. I thought I was leaving early to help out and save myself there because we had a little bit of flooding. And uh, leaving early didn't do much because what usually is like a 30 minute to 35 minute drive turned out to be an hour and a half <laughs> because number one, there was plenty of floods and some people just don't know just don't get the idea or I guess understand the fact of driving of or driving when there's something like this happening when the streets are flooded they just don't grasp it for some reason I don't understand why they can't grasp the fact that your car is low that water is high don't go there it's I I mean, in my opinion, it's an easy concept because, look, over there, the water's high. I should not go over there. My car's not that high. I literally heard a car drive into the water, and you could hear the muffler uh, gurgling in the water there. So it was pretty interesting. And then, of course, everybody's trying to keep their car much away from the water as you can so it doesn't go, well, each the people that actually had common sense, I guess you would say, trying to keep their cars from not going into the deep parts of the water. So, of course, like always, because we can't just drive like normal good people. They had to cut in front of you, cut you off, and do all kinds of silliness as you are trying to get yourself home just like they are. So it was pretty interesting, to say the least. It was an interesting drive home. I was talking to a friend on the phone to keep my sanity because it was getting pretty wet and wild, literally, and then came home to a nice little flood. So it was a adventurous, adventurous start to the weekend. But Saturday, it was raining. You know, Saturday morning, it was raining a little bit. It kind of cut off, and then later in the night, it drizzled a little bit. So hopefully all this rain we've been getting lately, this is crazy. You live in the East Coast. You live in... Um, especially in New York, New Jersey, places like that. It was really, really wild. Wet and literally wet and wild. It was a crazy, crazy bunch there of getting home with that nonsense. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, pretty, pretty a uh, like crazy thing, I guess you could say, because you know all this water, and then people not knowing. Had to drive at least safely, I guess you would say. And then you have, you know, you got yourself out of the water. So what happens? You turn around and you're trying to keep away from the water and get it. And then some crazy uh, person comes and says, okay, I'm going to drive because I have a big truck. And I'm going to turn around and I'm just going to go plowing through everything. Because, you know. That's just makes common sense, you know, because, you know, this is plow through everything and then we'll be fine and screw everybody else. Which was not a uh, 
a very uh, normal way of doing things, to say the least. But I'm just looking up over here, trying to trying to get stuff up as we talk about. And uh, if y'all not aware, the government shutdown coming. We're going to talk about that too and what to expect. Hopefully, it doesn't. Because <laughs> I guess I mean I did find some interesting stuff about it though. But um, I guess we'll all find out together this one. But um, again, if you leave in the East Coast, like I said, the weather was pretty drastic Friday and Saturday. But we seem to be drying out. Some places are still flooded, of course. So please be careful where you're going. Don't get your car stuck. Many people lost their cars. Um, I haven't heard of any um, fatalities because of it. But thus far, I know there was several cars, a lot of homes damaged and stuff like that. So, you know, it's uh, a little of a, a burden or a... Um, what you call a little bit of a tragedy in some sense of the word, not some of the other tragedy, but you know. And of course, if you're a New Yorker, you saw the uh, which I wanted to touch on a little bit to uh, send out our um, good thoughts and feelings about the th- situation with the two um, with the bus crash, the high school bus crash in Long Island that um, was carrying a band. Or band camp, band camp. I know I'm thinking of American Pie too, but uh, <laughs> it's a, it, it it was a a bad accident. Several in critical condition. At least two adults were dead. Um, this they are all Long Island students from Farmingdale. They were headed to band camp in Pennsylvania. State police say a dozen were hurt in Thursday. It was a third. It was on Thursday. It was a rollover accident in Charge County, which is about 60 miles north of New York City. Officials says as the middle of Friday, 18 people, 16 children, and two adults remain hospitalized, according to Nassau County Executive. Uh, five students remain in critical condition, the state police on Friday said. The bus carrying the students from Farmingdale High School rolled over and slid off intersection 84 down into a 50-foot ravine. Around 1.12 p.m. on Thursday, New York Governor Kathy Hochul said multiple um, occurrences were uh, multiple occupants were ejected from the motor coach. National Transportation Board of Safety investigating John, who told the reporters the motor the motor coach operated by Reagan's um, transportation departed traveling lanes and uh, rolled over. They believe thus far that it was a um, a faulty tire or something wrong with the tire in the front that um, you know made the thing crash so and we had two teachers who passed away I mean if you ever been on a school trip you know most of us have usually the teachers and the chaperones and stuff like that try to stand up keep everybody in order and stuff like that so I'm pretty sure they were the ones standing and it was a big coach bus so they probably had seat belts better than one of these little rinky-dink yellow school buses. But um, I, let's put it this way. If it was a yellow school bus, I'm pretty sure there would have been a lot more casualties than there was with this incident. So thankfully, they were in a more equipped bus. But, you know, like I said, the teachers and chaperones usually stand up to try to keep order, but that's most likely what did those teachers in. But you know, when you're a teacher or a chaperone and a parent yourself, most likely, you always put the children first. So, you know, hats off to them. And we give our, um, you know, we send out our thoughts and prayers to the um, family of these people who lost their lives. But uh, I guess you could say they kind of lost their lives in the line of duty because they were there to protect the kids and they did that. So. You know, our hats off to them. That was really, you know, a very brave and very cautious thing to do. So that was a very, very nice, uh, you know, ending, I guess you would say, to a tragedy because as best as an ending could be because, you know, we lost the lives of those people. But it was, it, it was a very 
touching way, I guess you could say, that they go and they kind of go as heroes because they were doing their job to save those children. So thank you guys so much. Thank you to the families. And like we said, we sent out our condolences to them. Now, the other thing I wanted to cover before we get into the government shutdown and all that other fun stuff is um, if you saw they got a new COVID vaccine. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of uh, thoughts about it. And I, I don't, I don't want to give my opinion on whether to take it or not. It's not my place. But um, those who do not want to or those who do, it's their choice. It's a personal choice. And like before when we had the mandatory of you had to get the vaccine, blah, 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 all that nonsense, a lot of people did lose their jobs because it, w- it was mandated and they told you, hey, you're going to lose. And I saw at my job people that uh, didn't do it and got let go. And it sucked. You know, it really sucked that, number one, you were forced to put this stuff in your body if you didn't want to. That was number one. Number two was, uh, you know, losing your job because of a choice. Uh, I always thought we had a choice that the government wasn't allowed to just step over our thoughts and our choices. And this brings up the flu vaccine as well. That's coming out too. They gave us the double whammy because like they did last time when the COVID vaccine came out. I know you're not supposed to say COVID. Oh, God. Listen, it's the reality. It happened. We're still dealing with some of the nonsense from it. But anyway, and believe me, a lot of people lost their lives and a lot of people got really sick from it. So I'm not downplaying what it is and what it did, but, you know, it is what it is. And trying to make believe like it's not there or not learning from a situation, that is the biggest injustice to the situation, I guess you could say, because to, if, you know, like they say, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. So if you don't learn from what you did the last time, you're pretty much screwed. So learn, educate yourselves on it and get in the, the know of it because supposedly it's going to have more and more strands. I mean, it's not going to go away. It's probably going to be with us for quite a while. Um, is this like the flu is another thing that's been with us for how many years? They can find cures to certain things, but not everything, I guess. And uh, I guess they haven't found the cure to the flu that's been here how many millions of years? I know I'm exaggerating. I'm not saying it's millions of years. But, um, hey, it's something that we're going to deal with just like the flu for a while now, unless they've actually found a cure for it. And it was getting pretty damn uh, scary and pretty uh, wild out there when that thing first hit, that's for sure, because it was it was wild, you know? There was a lot of people that lost their lives and a lot of chaos and stuff and stay home, don't go out and wear the mask and all this stuff. It, 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 it was getting trying. And a lot of people, you know, it was getting trying, trying, trying on us or tiring on us, I guess you would say. But um, it, it was something to deal with. And a lot of people and, you know, there's a lot of uh, negatives and positives, I guess, came out of it. There's always a positive to everything. I know a lot of people died, but there was positives to it. We discovered, number one, a lot of people can just work from home, which makes travel a lot easier and saves you on gas and stuff like that. So that was one of the pluses. People learn how to kind of um, settle in with themselves and do stuff and shopping and all that. We got the um, curbside pickup, which is still in effect, which is a great thing. If you're running, you got to go here, there, and everywhere, and you don't have time to run through the store and pick it up. And plus... Honestly, it's a way of saving money because, you know, when you go in the store, you're going to see something else you like and you're going to add in and add in and then you go to the thing. You say, you know, I thought I was going to spend a hundred dollars and then it turns out the hundred and twenty, a hundred and sixty, a hundred and two hundred. And you're like, damn. So it is a cost effective way, especially if the place doesn't charge anything extra for it. 
So it's definitely 100% a cost-effective way of doing things. So it can help you in your savings. So if you're trying to save money, you can check out the curbside pickup. So there's one of the positives that came out of it. Um, also, I mean, there was a lot of negatives too. A lot of businesses, because of the situation and people not coming in, a lot of businesses just lost it. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of businesses out there right now with this, you know, going in and stealing and looting. I know people are going to say it's not, it's stealing. Okay. <laughs> it's stealing. Okay. Don't try to make believe like it's not, but it is. Anyway, so there was a lot of negatives and positives that happened from it. A lot of people lost family members and stuff like that because of it. Uh, a lot of people have health issues, continuing health issues because of it. So it, it took its toll, but like everything in life, we have to look at some of the positives that came out of it, and that was some of the positives. Um as far as this, I know a lot of jobs are trying to force you and say, no, or if you're looking for a job, a lot of, oh, well, if you're not getting the next one, we're not going to hire you type of deal. That's, is this messed up? I don't understand how people can still do this, especially now that there's, they stepped back and said, listen, you know, we were wrong in forcing people to do it and you shouldn't have to do it unless you want to. And a lot of people did it that didn't want to because they needed a job. They needed to to feed their family, they needed a roof over their head and whatnot. So there's a lot of people that did have to do it that didn't really want to do it. So now we kind of have a choice. I always thought we were in a country where we had choices that we could make, but I guess that flew out the window with everything else. So, and of course, we have that, and then we have what is going to shut down, and why is it literally have have another. So, the government shutdown. If you weren't aware of it, it's out there. We have October 1st, which is when this podcast is coming out. I'm recording it the day before. I don't literally record it on Sunday. I put it out on Sunday. So, that's why we're talking about it the way we are. So, don't mistake anything from what I'm saying. Be like, what happened? This guy said it, it was recorded on Saturday, people. Okay? That little disclaimer there. Recorded Saturday night. It comes out on Sunday. I don't put it out the day I record it because sometimes I don't have the opportunity to record it on a Saturday, a Saturday, and I do have to record it on a Sunday morning. So I just put it out on Sunday. So if you're listening to this and it didn't happen, that's why. Congress appears to be on track to trigger a government shutdown on October 1st, 2023, because it's not expected to pass the 12 appreciated bills that were fund the government operations before the start of the new fiscal year. So, why are the government shut shutdowns happening? Under the act passed in 1884, the amendment in 1950, the federal agency cannot spend or obligate any money without any appropriation from Congress when Congress fails to Act 12 annual approaching bills. Federal agency must case all non-essential functions until Congress is acted. This is known as the government shutdown. If Congress acts some, but not all, of the 12 appropriate bills, only genetics without appropriation have the shutdown. This is known as a partial shutdown. So, if they pass some stuff and not everything, we're going to still have a shutdown, but it's going to be a partial shutdown. During the shutdown, many um, federal employees are told not to report for work. Through under a 2019 law, they get paid retroactively when the shutdown ends. So it's going to affect, it's not just going to affect everyday people with their, that's not part of the government. But it's going to affect the people that are working there. And there's a lot of people, you know, that work for the government, that feed their families and put a roof over their head with that. So if they don't get paid until the shutdown ends, that can take a big toll on a lot of people. If you really look at it and think about it. So that is a big deciding factor right there if you're looking at this situation and such. Um, let's see. The government employees must 
must provide what is deemed as an essential service, such as air traffic controllers and law enforcement, continue to work, but don't get paid until Congress takes action at the end of the shutdown. All these app applies only to the rough 25% of federal spending subjects annual appropriation of the Congress. Benefits such as Social Security, Medicare continue to flow because they are authorized by the Congress and the laws that are not needed to annual approval. Although the services offered by Social Security benefit officials may have a limited um, during a shutdown. In addition, the Treasury can continue to pay interest on U.S. Treasury debt. Um, shutdowns can disturb um, leads to delays in processing applications for passports, small business loans, government benefits, uh, shut, uh, visitor centrals, ba um, bathrooms at national parks, a uh, few food safety inspections, and various um, inconveniences and shut down through the shutdown. House office may pass the budget to prevent the shutdown. The plans are to often quickly Pacific a Securities and Exchange Commission consequence the plan for instance and calculates during the shutdown the employees who have not been um, designated as expected may not be volunteered to work without pay. Such voluntary services are violations of artificial um, anti-efficiency act and will not be permitted under circumstances. A staff of people will be instructed to ensure that at the end of this day of work with appropriate funds, lights, and, electric, and electronic devices not needed during the shutdown are turned off. Some agencies say operations will continue if they haven't spent previous appropriate sums of it and income fees that are tapped. The National Gallery of Arts, for instance, says it will remain open as long as it can tap um, such reserves, but will have to close if the shutdown it lingers anywhere past a certain amount of days. So you have 46 of the 46 percent of the employees or 6,440 individuals remain on the job, including 2,518 who are exempted because of their activities, positions, or funding outside of the usual appropriation. So it's going to affect a lot, a lot of stuff. So what about the courts and Congress? In 1981, the Attorney General, Benjamin, whatever, that president could continue exercising his constitutional responsibilities during the shutdown with the largest laws in the federal courts. So it is a thing that will affect a lot, a lot of people, a lot of everyday people, a lot of workers and stuff like that. It's not this a one, two, three thing where, you know, oh, cool, the government's shutting down. It's a serious situation because if it does shut down for long enough, and I mean, we know all the nonsense that's happening around in, you know, with all the politicians and everything. So it's a big, big um, consideration that this could last a while. Hopefully it does not. But, you know, it's the first of the month, so we will see a good old Halloween present for everybody. So it's a little bit spooky for us, I guess you could say. And that brings us up to everything else, too. Like, if you go around malls that we saw over for many years closing, I mean, it has a lot to do, don't get me wrong, it has a lot to do with all this online shopping and all the stealing, like we said earlier. But, you know, there's just a lot of things that are, are being affected by the decisions made at the Capitol and everywhere else. You know, the lawyers, the lawyers and stuff like that that are made it's it's getting trying for a lot of people and you know i mean minimum wage right it doesn't really cut it you can't if you look back a one a single family income or single income family i should, I should say i can kind of did button twist on that one right anyway a single a single income family back in the day in the 50s and 60s, whatever, 
you could get a decent sized house or apartment and a car and have a nice little, you know, life. But nowadays, two people work and it's struggling. So it is the the increase of things did not quite coincide with the pay. And to get some of these jobs, I'm not saying every job. There's some jobs out there that treat their workers pretty decent and give them their raises and the whole nine. But there's a lot of companies out there that try to hold back on those raises and try to hold back on this and that. But don't you worry because your CEOs and your bosses, they'll have their new car and they'll have their nice places to live. It's just you that suffers and remember that. And like everything, man, you got to look at it. The real picture. Remember that these jobs are, they, they do have a need for you. Don't get me wrong. You're needed, of course. But they, if they got rid of you, you died tomorrow, you quit, whatever, they'd have you replaced in a couple of days. Not going to shut down the entire company by one person, you know, leaving. So make sure you're aware of that, both as a worker and as a person. Remember, when they ask you to do this, that, and the other thing, remember what I said, they could replace you in a second. So should you really put so much value into some place that's like that? I mean, hey, if you got a great job and they're not like that and they really back you and they give you the proper pay and all that, hey, more power to you. You know, I really do give you, give, I, give, I give you that. I give you that because it, it's a hard thing to find nowadays unless you're going to be your own boss and open a business or do something like that. It's hard. It's hard to find anything that actually keeps themselves afloat and actually treats their workers properly and pays them and everything like that. And like I said, no matter what, who pays what, gas, groceries, uh, cost of living, all this is going up, 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 and it goes up by the month now. But the thing that doesn't follow suit is the salaries. The salaries are just not following it. Everybody got all excited when they raise the minimum wage. We're raising the minimum wage. We're going to be good. We're going to be happy. Blah, 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 blah. And look what happened. Everything else went up. So you didn't really, if you broke even, you're lucky. But it didn't really help all that much. Because look, like I said, there was a lot of things that went up in price. You got your little raise in minimum wage. Hey, that kind of rhymes. Wage and minimum wage. Anyway, <laughs> before I go off on a tangent with that. But like I said, you got your little raise. Everybody got happy and clapped. But if you really look at the big picture of the situation, it didn't mean that much because gas went up. Groceries went way up. Cost of living went up. The ability to get what you need is becoming harder and harder. So, yeah, like I said, some people got to work from home because of the pandemic thing. And that helped them a lot because guess what? Staying at home and only using your car to go to the grocery store or go on a little mini vacation or something like that. That gas adds up. That traveling adds up. The wear and tear on the car adds up, too. So that is, it, that is a little help to those who have the opportunity to do so. So hopefully they're happy with their situation. but. It still doesn't fix major problem, which is low-paging jobs, non-existent jobs that just don't pay you enough so you can make a living and be, you know, happy where you are and what you're doing. So that is a, a big, big thing. And like I said, this country, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, we're, we're handing out money left and right to everybody under the sun, but we're in debt. We're handing money to Ukraine. Don't get me wrong. I feel bad for what's going on in Ukraine. It's sucks what's going on. And I feel bad for everybody there, but it wasn't it's not a war. And we're just giving, giving money and we're oh, we're in debt. We gotta cut this, we gotta cut that. Then what happens? Then the migrants come in or the asylum seekers, whatever you want to call them. And we're spending money on them. The spending, spending and not enough coming in is not working. And I'm about to say something else that will help this country. Well, two things that are about to help this country, and people are going to get angry with me. That's fine. Make your comments if you like. It's a free country. Enjoy. 
Anyway, so number one, the country was better off when we stayed out of other people's shit. We sat back and said, that's your problem, not ours. Feel sorry for you, but hey, we got to take care of us. And that's when we were better off. And guess what? There's a lot of countries out there now that do the same thing we used to do. And they're cool with it. And then guess what? They're probably doing better. So that's number one. Number two, like I said, with all the migrants coming over and stuff, and we're, guess what? It's not just we're paying a little money here and there. They have to build these places for them. Sorry. They have to create jobs for them. They got to put them in jobs. And guess what? The people that have jobs are losing them because of this. People that need jobs are not getting them because of this. As it is, these these lower jobs or lower paying jobs. Like I shouldn't say lower jobs. I'm sorry. That was that was a fumble right there. But the jobs that don't pay that much, some people still need them. And it's going to be going to other people that just came here. And look at it. They're not all from the same place. They go over to Mexico and then they walk over here. Because everybody told them, hey, guess what? You could come here too after I spent so much money to get here. You could do it for free. Except for a little bit of a travel fee, but anything like that. But like I said, when we didn't take care of everybody's weak and weary, we didn't worry about other people's problems, and we focused on ourselves and making ourselves better, guess what we did? We did a lot more productive, a lot more rich, and a lot better country. So, one, where's the line drawing? Two, when are we going to sit back and realize what we're doing, honestly? And, you know, and I don't have the answer myself. I don't know who, which politician will come into be the person that does this and fixes this. I don't know. I have no clue who can fix this. It might even be beyond repair right now the immediate future and it might be something that's a long-term thing that really really has to be looked at put down and checked out oh i forgot i almost forgot we're gonna have our health health um corner at the end then too i forgot to add that in with the stuff we're going over today but like i said this country's getting bad really really bad and that brings me to something else which is another thing that is a situation as well men i'm not discluding women in this but men like there's a lot of families out there where it's not a two-parent family it happens understandable it happens but it happens a hell of a lot more so than other times and it's becoming a trend and it kind of sucks that that is the situation but I guess it's just a situation that we're gonna have to stand that we're gonna have to deal with, I guess, not stand but steal. But on the other hand, men, a lot of men, we have to step up, show these guys, show these young men the proper way to be a man, the proper way to treat other people, to treat women, to treat friends and family and stuff like that, and how to take care of themselves. Because honestly, it's pretty scary. <laughs> I don't want to sound like, uh, like a pessimist or anything like that. I don't want to sound like I'm putting down, but it's pretty scary. Like, if you really think about it, people that grew up in the '80s and '90s, we still had a little bit of it, not as much. And over time, it kind of left. I'll get to in a second what I'm talking about, but. It kind of left us completely. That, and women too, you could do this as well. But just being able to work on your own thing, be able to fix your house. I mean, I'm no, I'm not telling people to go out there and do a complete renovation of your house, but you know, to hang a picture, to put together a piece of furniture, to fix a leaky faucet or something like that. It's simple stuff that people have no clue on how to do. And they got to bring in, they have a service 
that you can contact to come to your house to put an IKEA furniture together. IKEA furniture together. It comes with instructions. There's probably like 20 YouTube videos alone on whatever the heck you're putting together. I don't understand why people have to hire somebody. You can do this shit on your own. And believe me, I'm guilty of myself. I have tools and stuff, and I do a lot of my own things. There's certain things I can't do, of course. And guess what? I have to call somebody in. I wish I was more efficient in handling things like that. I'm not. That's cool. But I do want to learn. And I do, when other see other people doing it, I do try to learn, like fixing cars and stuff. I, it's one of the things I don't really like to touch, mainly because of a price of a vehicle. I feel like if I broke something that expensive, I'd be pretty upset with myself. And I'd pretty much be down on myself about it. So I don't really like to do. I could do little things like a vehicle we had before. The windshield wiper motor wasn't working. I changed it. I could do little things like that, but not a lot of big stuff. And there's dudes out there that can take a whole engine out of a car and, and their freaking driveway and put it back in. And I, I envy those guys. They're great. I really do. And that's a, that's a talent that is going away. There is YouTube channels out there that do work on cars, but that is a talent that's going away. And, you know, this fixing stuff, like I said, fixing stuff. Some of this stuff is not as hard as you think. Guys look at toolboxes, they don't know what the hell to do with them. It's pretty scary. But, you know. And that's another thing, too. Teaching the young men, the guys, how to be part of your family. Um, how to be there for your family. And if you see a kid that doesn't have a father in the picture or whatever, you know, try to help that kid out too. You know, you don't have to be the dad to that kid, but, you know, try to give them a little help in hand so they know somebody's there for you for that. Their life. You don't have to be in their life every day, but when you see them at school or whatever, at a party or something, you can talk to them, kind of help them out, make them feel like they belong. Because that's a job as a man, to be responsible for the masses. If something happens at school, be there. Just stuff like that. Teaching your kids how to treat a woman, how to be, you know, respectful to women, respective to elders, respective to all different aspects of the life, and respective to themselves as well. Don't lose your self-respect in giving others respect, of course, because that would be pretty, pretty bad, to say the least. But, um, yeah, you know, shaving, stuff like that. There's kids out there that are not going to know how to shave because they don't have a guy in their life. And, you know, put out a YouTube video. Show kids how to do it. Show your son how to do it so he can show his buddies that don't have a dad in the picture to do it. There's this different stuff like that. And I guess it's like a lost art. The men aren't the way they used to be. I don't, I'm laughing at it because it's a sad truth. but. You know, it's really something that I think we all need to work on as men and being part of the families or our families. Now, we went through the news and stuff like that. I gave a little bit of advice, and we're going to move on to sports. My funniest thing, well, I mean, we're going to talk about the Jets, of course, like I said, but wrestling. I have to get into wrestling again this week. I'm sorry, I'm folding my page here to look at my notes. I do take notes on this. I don't just ramble this off the top of my head. But I want this to feel like a group therapy session of sorts. This bunch of guys sitting here talking. And women, like I always say, you can listen to because this helps you to understand men in your life and help them to better themselves. Sorry there. I had to just take a drink there. I can't go through our show without taking a drink. But, um, so... Like I said, I want to move on to wrestling now. So, the uh, craziness over there. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of nonsense happening in AEW. And 
I feel bad for the people over in AEW when Jade Cargo went over. I mean, we're going to have people go back and forth, but when she just completely said, I'm in the big leagues now, so that just completely sank a lot of people's ships right there, I guess you would say. So, you know, it, it, it kind of put a damper on a lot of people uh, aspect, and if you work at another company, it kind of put your, your a damper on it, and you know, and AEW got to step up and got to change stuff. There's, you know, that old saying: you can't have the what you call it, the nuts running the nut house. You can't do that. Having wrestlers that are EVPs and stuff like that—that that is the real. Um, basis of this situation because number one if they don't like certain people they can do stuff to that person to get them out as we saw CM Punk um, so it, it's a pretty they shouldn't be in charge you shouldn't have wrestlers in charge and I think that would be one of the first steps in changing stuff would be that because they honestly shouldn't be and if they're threatening to leave if they're not done that, guess what? Look at the people that are EVPs. How many other companies are going to want these guys? Not many. So I think that is a big, big change that needs to happen in AEW. Believe me, their wrestling's good. Their storylines are kind of eh. And we're going to find out this. We're going to find out today as you listen to this podcast you're gonna find out later in the day i honestly think adam's cold injury is a work i really think it's a work i don't think it's real <laughs> at all maybe he did get a sprain which he can put a brace on but i don't think it's a major injury where he's gonna have hospitalization and surgery and all the whole nights i really think it's a work we will see now the other thing with wrestling that we spoke a little bit we touched a little bit on last week was um, WWE and the releases. Now, we already talked about the releases, and there's a lot of good people that they got rid of. A lot of people that they kept that they shouldn't have kept. So you're always going to get those. And it's, guess what? Sometimes it's just a person's opinion. You might like somebody more than another, and that's fine. That's their job to get you to either hate them or like them. So they must be doing their job. Anyway. So when somebody leaves, there are going to be some people that are like good. There's going to be some people that are not. But in the same sense of the words, and that's the main person I wanted to bring up, our good boy, Matt Riddle. <laughs> oh, boy. Talk about living your gimmick a little bit too much. First off, if you haven't heard the interview with Dana White, you should check it out from when he got fired from the UFC. The guy could not pass a drug test, and all he did was basically work three times a year. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm the first one to say that UFC does not pay the fighters properly, and that has to be something that they changed, and I'm pretty sure that's something they're working on, or at least I hope it is, because there needs to be big changes there with that, and it's pretty scary. But uh, that's one of the things they have to work on. UFC themselves, but Matt Riddle got kicked out because he couldn't pass a drug test. That's number one. Number two, he said he needs to smoke weed because if he didn't, he'd beat his wife and kids. That alone is a scary statement. And to add on top of that, that this guy actually believes that is even more scarier than the statement itself. And this guy is nothing but craziness, nonsense, and AEW, if you were really thinking about hiring this guy, please hit your head into a goddamn wall. The guy can't pass a drug test. To himself, and it reflects on his family. Don't get that part. Don't skip that part at all. But this is a guy... That is a complete idiot and a complete mess. Just a complete mess. And it's pretty damn scary. And uh, 
Now, I honestly said once UFC and this KO group or TKO or whatever the heck it's called, once they took over, I honestly thought he was going to be gone anyway because they got rid of him in UFC. He was a headache there. And Tony Khan, he doesn't need to be your headache. I'm just trying to put the good vibes out there so he doesn't go and do something stupid. Anyway, the guy went into... Uh, you got to see the the video. There's a video out there of him. He went into the airport, started acting like a jackass. Isn't that a shock? He started acting like the jackass he is. And he got in all kinds of nonsense, and he said that they sexually assaulted him. Then he changed it and took it down. But he's still, it's still out there. People heard it. And he was drunk, high, whatever the hell he was, off his ass, taking videos of people, talking over the microphone, and just being a complete ass. And I think everybody got a little bit tired of his shit after a while. And they said, that's it. Stop it. And he had to stop. And making this idiot stop is not an ba- easy task, as you could see. But then he wanted to throw it there out there his sexual assault and all this other nonsense. The guy is just a complete and utter weirdo. He is not a gimmick. He lives his gimmick. He's just a complete and utter idiot. Especially the amount of money you were making there and you did all this shit. You couldn't keep yourself straight and doing good for a short amount of time at least. Like your life is that effed up. Maybe you should start looking at the company you're keeping. Maybe that's it. I don't know. There's got to be something because the guy gets fired from USC. The guy's making, you know, decent money there. He's probably making a shitload of money with WWE compared to what he was making in USC. And guess what? He just blew all that from being an idiot. Now, if you weren't aware of the situation, good old Vince McMahon there with his very good uh, decisions. He does really good with those. He, his boy, his boy toy, Shawn Michaels. And I hate Shawn Michaels, so I'm about to give Shawn Michaels a compliment, so you know it's from the bottom of my heart. And I really believe this. But Vincent Mann thought that Matt Riddle was the next Shawn Michaels. First off, as much of a drug addict jackass he was, but we're supposed to get that because he's born again. Anyway, so I had to put that little piece in. Just had to put that little piece in. I know. My two cents in. But um, even when he was a complete nutter drug addict, he wasn't as much of a dumb shit as this Matt Riddle is. <laughs> and I don't know why he had a lot more charisma. He did have talent as a wrestler. Don't get me wrong, Matt Riddle has talent. He knows he can go on the UFC with all that. Instead of making himself this grizzled veteran of the UFC that that just knows how to put on kind of like what they're doing with Shayna Baszler, that would have been a really better gimmick for him. But obviously, he's a weed-smoking crackhead psycho who can't get himself straight enough to do that gimmick. So that's why he probably didn't do the gimmick. But um, to everybody, most of the other people, you know, it's a shitty situation. You did all you could do. This guy, he's just his own worst enemy. He just keeps shooting himself in his foot no matter how many times they take the damn gun away from this idiot. So now that brings me on to the Jets if you're an East Coast person. Or New York person. You're going to be either Giants or Jets for the most part. But Buffalo's still there. Buffalo is a New York team. Although people don't want to admit it because of how far away it is and how everything. But it is a New York team. Not only is it a New York team, it's technically the only football team that still plays in New York. Because guess what? The Giants and the Jets do not play in New York. They play in Jersey, if you didn't know. So, the Jets... They got off to a really rocky start where everybody thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be the savior, the second coming, and all that, and he went down with an injury. Now, he's even said it. He will be back. I believe him. I don't think he would do something stupid like that and not come back. 
you know, or do something stupid as not coming back because he has a long-term contract. I think he's here, really in here for the long haul. But until he is back, we have Zach Wilson. And a lot of people are down on the guy. And I see it. He's still, I, I still stand by the fact that he's a young guy and he's learning. Now Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be out there to help him with this. And I think he will. And there's a lot of very hypocritical or a lot of people out there really nailing into the kid. Guess what? It's not just him. You can look at the game. Yes, he's making mistakes and all that. And he, he's, he's learning. He's learning on the job. So guess what? Not everybody walks into a job and knows how to do it. That's a simple fact. And you could be doing something very similar, or you could be doing the exact same thing that you're doing at one job to the other, go to a different job, they're using a different computer system or whatever, it completely throws you off, you got to learn it. I guess everybody forgot that they had learned their thing. Now, I say this because, let's what, back off of the kid, let him try to put something together. If he doesn't, then call for his firing or whatever. But you're not even get the kid a chance. He's had two games. Yeah, they won the first game. Aaron Rodgers helped into it, but Zach Wilson did have some help in that as well. So went to another game. They did bad. Last week they did bad again. But hopefully they can get it together. But guess what? They're not going to get it together when everybody's out there shitting on for Zach. And that goes for the jackass Joel Namath. First of all, I have no clue why this guy, he's a former Jet. He's a retired quarterback. You don't see any other players that they had years ago from the wins being there on top of the team like he is. And guess what, people? He was a good quarterback. I'm not saying that, but he has won Super Bowl. One. He never did anything all that much after that. So, yes, we can celebrate him because he's the best Jet. But he's not the best football player, quarterback, whatever. Whichever sense of the word you want to, whichever sense of what he's doing you want to look at. So, that's a big ifter. And then he came out and, oh, I'm tired of Zach. You of all people should shut the hell up. You're supposed to be helping the team. First of all, I have no clue why you're always out there making comments anyway. You're retired. Are you part of the team? No. Just step back and leave everybody the hell alone. Like, you used to be a person that we got happy to see. I was, like, so turned off by what he said. And just sit there going, why? What a, you know. Um, I, I, I curse here and there, but I'm not going to go too into it and completely ruin my podcast by doing that and having people turn it off or whatever. Anyway, I could say he was something else, but let's just say he was a Richard, okay? guy's just shitting on this kid he's a rookie he's still a rookie i know he's been there a little bit but guess what he's still a rookie he's still learning so lay off for the kid and then who they picked to be a backup is another mind-boggling boggling thing they did i don't know so that will move us into our health tip corner a little uh what we're gonna do today of um or health tip corner, which is a regular segment, 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 segment. On this, like I said, we talk about news, bettering men, stuff like that. We do talk about health tips. So, a big factor in this, and you honestly really, really have to look into it, is a lot of the stuff or the problems that we have is self-inflicted. Not saying everything. And you can change a lot just by changing the way you eat and changing the way you exercise. Because guess what? By just getting up and doing your job or whatever and all that, you're not working your heart, your lungs, your whole body, your whole system. When you work out, you're working. In case you didn't realize it, 
the heart and lungs muscles. So guess what? You can make them stronger. You can't. You're not going to take your heart and do a bench press with it. Don't take it in the wrong sense. You're not going to do that. But you can make it stronger by doing exercise. And you don't have to be a millionaire. And you don't have to belong to an expensive gym. There's tons of gyms out there that are super cheap. And I know there's a lot with these people taking photos that a lot of people don't want to deal with it. I got you. I don't want myself. But you can really put a nice little home gym together yourself. You can buy some stuff from Home Depot. Build yourself some stuff in the yard. Build yourself some stuff inside. If you ever watch, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy. Anyway, you could just YouTube it and it'll come up. But the guy showed you how to make one of those suspension things out of stuff that are cheap at, at um, say, a Lowe's or a Harbor Freight or or Home Depot with some ratchet straps and some hooks and stuff like that. And he showed you how to make it. So you don't always need it. You could even use body weight as something to better yourself. You don't have a bike to do your cardio. Run around the house. Go outside, run around the block, walk around the block, whichever it is that gets the heart pumping and gets the stuff moving. Because guess what? If you wake up early and you get in that war- workout, you're going to feel better about yourself and you're going to have a better day because it really gets you going, really gets you fueling. And that in part brings us to the next part, which is the water. Got to get those body, that organs, everything working in the morning needs fuel. You drink the water, drink about a glass or so, wakes you up. You don't need all these like crazy caffeinated um, pre-workout um nonsense i guess i could say it is nonsense uh you don't need all that garbage in you because guess what that's the whole sense of the thing is we're getting sicker and sicker from all this crap that we're putting in food and not exercise and becoming what they used to say in the 90s couch potatoes or whatever now we're video game potatoes cell phone potatoes tablet potatoes and guess what you could even listen to this podcast while you work. Yeah, I got you there. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe to it. Make sure you listen each week and subscribe. But anyway, so, you know, getting yourself out there. Don't be so, you know, you got to exercise. You got to eat right. You got to take care of yourself because guess what? There's only one of you and you don't need yourself leaving anytime soon, especially if you have a children or significant other that it will affect them. You don't need to leave those people earlier in life than you should have because of poor decisions. And I know it doesn't taste as good as this and that and blah, blah, blah. I know that's a factor. Of course it is. But guess what? You can have a little bit of that good taste and stuff on the side on a cheat day or whatever. It doesn't have to be a constant thing. You can have it every now and then. and you know, and enjoy it if you want. Like, let the meditating meta the. I really do promise I speak English. Um, the Mediterranean diet. Look at that. There's a very sustainable diet. If you really look at what, like, I'm just using this example because I watched a YouTube video about it. But in Italy, there's not a lot of obesity as it is in the in the in um the United States. They have a very different diet, and they do eat carbs. Don't get that wrong. They do eat carbs. But also, if you know people from other countries, they will attest to this if you ask them. The food tastes different in a lot of other countries because they don't put all the pesticides and the chemicals and all the other nonsense in it. So there is a very, very big difference by eating something from another country or eating something that's just grass-fed. But you got to look out for the stuff they're feeding the animal, too, because they put tons and tons of chemicals in that shit, too. So trying to help with the health tip over here, join the gym, make a home gym, eat a little bit better. Baby steps. This is how we make ourselves bigger, better, and healthier. So thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate it how you guys have been tuning into this and getting the numbers up there. I really appreciate that. Is there if you need to ask a comment? 
But like always, that is the end of the podcast. But you know, you can find us where you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, on Google Pod. You can find us on iHeart and all those lovely places that have podcasts. So make sure you stay in check. Make sure you hit that subscribe to subscribe to it and you're good to go. And like always, people, have a wonderful beginning of the week. Tomorrow is Monday. We want to win, win, win on Monday and get ourselves going. So let's, here's to a wonderful, productive weekend. Thank you again.